her past, it can be the source of great warmth, a comfort, a place to draw strength and character from in our times of need. It can also be just the opposite, traumatic, unbearable, a place of chaotic, overwhelming emotions that make you want to run. The past and therapy always seem to go hand in hand, but do you always have to talk about your past? Is it always helpful? Or is it possible that talking about your past is simply re-traumatizing and at worst irrelevant? Today we explore this on the Insider's Guide to Therapy. As always, I have my co-host Stephanie Hurston with me. Hi, Mark. Hi. This is an interesting topic. Um, like I said in the intro, um, the past and therapy just seem to go hand in hand so naturally and maybe I've been in therapy for, for so long and giving therapy, I, I don't even think about it. It would be like showing up to paint class without paints. <laughs> um, but I, I don't know if that, because of my, my limited vision of just kind of knowing my own experience and how I am with clients, I, I don't know if that's the case for everyone. Yeah, I mean, you know, we wrote this article in response to the fact it's a question a lot of people have. And some people are excited. It, it, it may be a little bit apprehensive, but still excited. They need they know that they need to delve into their past. There's other people that feel like it's a waste of time and they avoid therapy altogether because they don't want to waste time thinking about their past, talking about their past. And, you know, the, the surface level answer to this is not all types of therapy and not all issues you bring to therapy require going into your past. Um, there's ways to work on things that are affecting you in the present that are more present focused. You know, the classic example is cognitive behavioral therapy, where it's more about how what kind of thoughts are you having right now that are making you feel more anxious or depressed? And can we, you know, challenge those thoughts, reframe things, et cetera, et cetera. But I think one of the most important messages that um, we can get across when it comes to this topic is that going into your past is almost never irrelevant. And even if you don't have some uh, major trauma in your past, um, it, it affects you, it shapes you. So, you know, if there's something, the reason a lot of people come to therapy is they're doing something in the present they don't understand. There's a habit they can't break. There's a pattern they can't change. They want to know, why do I keep doing this over and over? Why can't I change? And the answer so often lies in the way the past has shaped us. So I think the the point is that, you know, if, if you do find that you need to go into your past in therapy, it's usually a positive thing because it's going to give you a chance to get into that and figure something out. And, you know, the insight you can get into understanding how the way you learned how to do something in the past has affected you your whole life can give you the freedom to finally be able to do things differently. I mean, perhaps it's worth just spending a moment or two discussing um, why the past, and I think particularly childhood is mm. so formative to our minds. Um, and, and the most important thing is that that's when our brain is growing. It's growing from a very small size when we we're born to, you know, a fully formed adult brain around about like our er late teens or early 20s 
And this is the area where our brain is just hoovering information as much as possible and, and hoovering how the world works, how I work in the world, how relationship works in the world. And they're doing it normally in the environment of the family growing up. And you see kids all the time. They're crying and they're screaming and they're joyous and depressed. And the emotions are very much bigger at that time because the stakes are so much higher. You're very vulnerable when you're a child. You, you need your parents and there's an incredible vulnerability of that time. And your brain is generally in a place where it's getting imprinted with these big experiences and these big feelings and those sort of big experiences and big feelings during a time where your mind is very formative have a strong staying power. In fact, those things you learn as a child tend to stay with you your entire life. Um, it's just that we often don't realize what those things are until we later subsequently take a look at them. Yeah, all that is so important. And, you know, I would add that something that happens when you're a child is that your parents create your reality. And, you know, what your parents believe, you tend to just believe because you're that's the way the young mind works. You don't have the cognitive ability just yet, especially when you're very young to go, well, how do my parents really know that? Or, you know, my dad seems like he's kind of full of shit and thinks he knows things he doesn't. You know, you don't think on that level. You just take for granted that what your parents, your grandparents, the other people in your life tell you is true. And the funny thing about that is even by the time you get to the age where you can start to question things or see that your parents don't have it all figured out or maybe don't even have that much figured out at all, you know, you um, still, there's a there's this instinctive part of you that holds on to the sense of reality that you believed in or that was created around you when you were young. And the reason that we have so many of the recurrent, you know, patterns in our lives is because we, as adults in the present, have an unquestioned assumption about reality that we formed as children that we haven't questioned, that we haven't picked apart yet. You know, and some of those have to do with what do I need to do to be safe? You know, when you're young, you know, one of the things you're most preoccupied with is how do I stay safe? And, you know, if you're in an ideal circumstance with a happy childhood, your parents make you feel safe, your home environment feels safe. But then there's things outside the home that maybe either are unsafe or feel unsafe. Or maybe your home environment is chaotic or even violent and is not even safe. So whatever your circumstances are growing up, you learn that certain things are not safe and that you have to avoid them. And you learn that to keep safe, you have to do certain things. So we all tend to do these things on into adulthood, even if we're no longer in that environment or it's no longer unsafe to do certain things. And going to therapy gives us the opportunity to learn like, my parents would always punish me if I was too loud, but I can be as loud as I want now. It's not unsafe. Little things like that. You know, therapy gives you a chance to, to realize, like, I don't have to keep trying to keep myself safe like I'm five years old in these circumstances that are out of my control. And it's so important um, that most of these things we learn we never have the words for. And what often brings people into therapy is when those rules you learn say um, don't make a lot of noise or maybe it wasn't safe to to talk back as a kid maybe you're one of those kids who are told do as you're told and 
you know, don't speak back. Those rules can just kind of be a, an unconscious part of yourself, and, and you might go a lot of your life without running into a problem, but often what brings people into therapy is when those rules aren't working for them in the present day. Mm-hmm. And that's when the past naturally comes to the surface in therapy because you get to say, um, I don't know, my, my partner is abusing me, but as a kid, I learned never to talk back to anyone. I learned never to talk back to someone who's stronger than me. And so in therapy, you naturally start asking questions. Well, maybe that was a rule that applied growing up, but maybe that's hurting you now in the present day. And so often therapy is contrasting and taking a look at these rules which um, you learned as a child and, and wondering if they're adaptive, if they're helpful in the present day. Right. And I, you know, not just rules, but like assumptions. I mean, therapy can work on so many different levels where, you know, the, the level we've been talking about is probably the level where you spend the most time in therapy, but then there's whole assumptions or philosophical or spiritual worldviews that you can adapt or adopt out of kind of the environment you grew up in as a child that can become very restrictive and uncomfortable um, as you develop into an adult. You know, I think a lot of us on some level have had this experience that there was something that we were interested in or drawn toward uh, or enjoyed doing or were passionate about when we were young that we got mixed to negative feedback from other people from. And so we kind of stopped doing it. And and for a lot of people, they become adults and experience this longing of like, I, I there's this unfulfilled thing that I always wanted to try or to do. And then they've got to overcome that, that kind of conditioning that, you know, oh, you shouldn't do that. That's not a good idea. And then there's the whole you know, you develop your own values as you get older. And sometimes those come in conflict with the values and beliefs you learned growing up. So there's, you know, the the past can really restrict you if you never look at it. It, And once you understand how it affected you and how it shaped how you think and behave, you start having the freedom to say, maybe I believe something different now. So... I think what you're saying is that, that there's lots of reasons that it's very valuable to, to take a look at the past, and yet um, people have some reservations often. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's worth kind of talking about, too. Um, it's often quite painful and difficult to talk about the past. Um, it creates conflictual feelings. Often the things we learned in childhood... Um, I guess same example of don't stand up for yourself, come through traumatic experiences. Um, And it can be very difficult to talk about that. And um, when I look at the title of the article that we're discussing today, which is, do I have to talk about my past in therapy? I hear um, people concerned. I don't want to talk about my past in therapy. Is it possible to avoid talking about my past in therapy and I think that's worth spending some time with sure um I mean like I said at the beginning uh the the most basic answer is no you don't always have to but I think you're kind of getting at you know exploring where this fear and trepidation comes from that 
there might be people who genuinely just say, I don't want to talk about my past because I don't think there's anything there. And maybe maybe there's a couple small things, but maybe their intuition is right and they need to focus on the present. But then I think probably the majority of people sense that there is something in their past and they're afraid of it. And I think you're saying we need to maybe explore, should they really be so anxious about? Yeah, and I I think that's important. I think um, often difficult experiences get tucked away in our minds in an unprocessed form. Um, You know, there are nice experiences. We had times where parents were kind to us and there was warmth in the family and there was laughter. But it's often the difficult-to-process experience, the traumatic experiences, the feelings of abandonment, loss, overwhelmingly painful things that we tend to are usually the ones that are tucked away in our subconscious and not really processed. And they can kind of lay in wait internally, um, forever kind of not fully processed, not fully talked about, not fully reconciled, not fully understood, and yet they continue to have a large impact on us in the present day. And a lot of people arrive in therapy, start to get flashes of, oh man, if I go to therapy, they're probably going to talk about this. They're probably going to want to talk about my parents' divorce. They're going to want to talk about my mother's death. They're going to want to talk about my alcoholic father, whatever it is. And they, they have a dread about talking about it because the experiences have, have be, remained stored inside of them, including all of the difficult, overwhelming feelings. And so when I look at the topic of the article, do I, do I have to talk about my past in therapy? I think it's because people get a sense, a, a dread that, oh no, I don't want to talk about that thing, I, you know, or it seems I've been running away from that thing for a long time. I certainly don't want to go slam right into it in a therapist's office. In fact, I've been avoiding it. Yeah, and that that's an important, you know, point in therapy where, you know, that that instinct is a little accurate and that it probably is going to be a little painful at first. You know, I think we not long ago did a podcast on why is therapy so hard sometimes and, you know, the moments where therapy gets difficult and it's uh, one of those moments when it gets difficult is when you come up against something that's painful that you've kind of pushed away and you bring it back and it hurts a little at first. And, and you know, so, I mean, I think it's fair to say, gosh, I really don't want to go through that. But the whole reason you would go through it is because even if it is painful at first, when you go through it and work through it and heal it, it's less painful it's less painful to work through it in therapy than it is to just not ever look at it your whole life. Yeah. Because it will, I mean, I've seen this happen, you know, for people where they maybe didn't do the work in therapy and they get to a certain age and they're haunted by something that they just aren't dealing with. And so I think the idea is, yeah, it's, it's natural to say, God, I sense this is going to be painful. I kind of don't want to do it. But if you do do it, you can heal on a deeper level and have less pain after. And so, yeah, so now we have laid out the the scary thing that people don't want to talk about, and then we, we've got the hope of what can be had by talking about it. And 
thankfully what you ha also have in therapy is a bridge between the two and that's the relationship with the therapist and that can be the empathy that, and the compassion and the warmth that the therapist is able to give you to help you manage those difficult feelings to help you heal the thing you didn't you couldn't feel before and also sometimes just literal tools to help you manage those emotions but it, that is the bridge to the hopeful side where you don't have to run away from these things. And um, often a form of running away, ironically, is to repeat them sort of over and over in different forms in different relationships or your relationships um, significantly suffer as a result. Um, yeah, know. I mean, that's that's the, the thing is that by not going into this specific thing that happened in your past, you're actually like reenacting it in the present and you're in a lot more pain because you're going through these relationship experiences that echo something that happened a long time ago and you don't the the promise of therapy is that you don't you don't have to be stuck in that pattern forever you can get on the other side of it so i think uh hopefully through all this we're understanding why people are reticent to to look at the past um we also talked about some of the the hope that's available through being brave and doing in therapy and, you know, the fact that you get another tool when you're in therapy to deal with these scary things. So you don't just need to avoid them. Um, you know, and then also along with that, we've got a number of threads going is that there are many types of therapy um, where the past isn't necessarily something that needs to be talked about. And, and it's definitely not a feature of all persons therapy. Very often people can talk with a lot of feeling and emotion about their present life and, and work through issues without really ever speaking about the past. And, and it would and it's often seems almost irrelevant to do so. Yeah. And I think that just, you know, knowing that in good therapy, in good therapy, your therapist is going to have a sense of maybe a direction they need to nudge you toward, but they're not going to force you into something that you're not ready for. So if you do end up going in your past in therapy, it's going to be because there was an opening or it was the right time, you know, and your therapist is going to sense that. But if you go into therapy and you're not ready to go there yet and you tell your therapist that, they're going to respect that. And there's a lot of work you can do without doing that or before you do that. So um, this was a question from Reddit, and Reddit has turned out to be a great source of um, kind of the pulse of the nation. <laughs> what people are really asking behind the scenes. Yeah, it's interesting. It's like all where we used to have so many internet forums where people would go. Reddit is like the, the survivor of the internet forum era <laughs> where everyone moved all their online life to social media, but we still do our little internet things on Reddit. Um, and this is a particularly important one because... Again, just to go back to the phrase, do I have to talk about my past in therapy? This is someone who's considering therapy, who's right. asking this question. And they're considering therapy, and they're on the precipice of should I or shouldn't I? And, and one of the things they're concerned about is, am I going to have to talk about this thing which um, is painful, difficult, overwhelming, scary? And... Um, those questions matter a lot because that could mean the difference between someone going to therapy and getting the help they need and, and someone who, who says, you know, often it won't be said this way. Often they'll say just oh, therapy is stupid. What use is talking about the past? Or they might say, 
or they might just find another word to say it or like, oh, I don't like therapy. But often what's underlying a lot of the fear is the, the traumatic, difficult memories of the past. Yeah, and, and I think it's important to point out in this podcast um, that there, aside from the fact that there are some issues and types of therapy that don't necessitate going in the past at all, there are times that, you know, your concern about not wanting to delve into your past is valid for a very specific reason. And there is a time in therapy that it's not a good idea to delve into your past. And that's when your present is overwhelming. If you just went through a trauma, if you were just in a major car accident, if you just got out of the hospital after being in there for two weeks, if you just went through a difficult breakup if you, um, you know, are under an extreme amount of stress at work or in your home life, you're in a crisis mode. That is not the time to delve into your past. That's the time to deal with the present crises and a therapist can kind of help support you. And, you know, so the idea is that it does take a certain amount of emotional energy and mental space to do that kind of excavation. So if you have this feeling of like, I want to see a therapist because my life right now is really stressful and I'm, I'm, in, I'm on the edge of a crisis, but I don't want to go into therapy and be forced to talk about stuff in the past when I don't even know what to do, a good therapist is going to you know, help you work through this until you get to a point that it would make sense to go into the past. That's a great point. Um, yeah, very often, especially you, you often see at the beginning of substance abuse, um, work people in early stages of recovery there, there'll be an active stance we we don't look at the past we're right. just dealing with this problem right now for example we're just dealing with you know ending the substance abuse um so there are times where it's genuinely would be counterproductive to to look at the past we we just need to handle this particular issue Maybe, like you mentioned, someone in a crisis mode, we just get, need to get your life stabilized, make sure right. that you you kind of have the basics. You got your food and your shelter, maybe some work, things stabilized, uh, looking after yourself and anyone else you need to look after. And you just kind of limit the scope of therapy and limit the scope of people's vision to, to just the most important things for the time. Because it because looking at the past takes energy, and sometimes it, it doesn't make sense to spend that energy. Yeah, and I think maybe one of the last points I would make is, you know, the you, you were talking about setting the scene of what might be going through someone's mind as they're asking this question. They're considering going to therapy, but this maybe is holding them off. And we've gone through a lot of reasons that you might not want to talk about your past right now. But I think the important message is to understand that, you know, you are in the driver's seat of your therapy. The therapy is not a passive process. Your therapist doesn't do it to you, <laughs> you know, so you're not going to go into therapy and be forced to do all this stuff that's the wrong time for it. I mean, there are bad therapists, don't get me wrong. <laughs> you should leave if it's a bad therapist, but a good therapist, you know, will respect the fact of listening to you, getting a sense of where you are in your process and meeting you where you are. So if you're afraid to start therapy because you think a therapist is going to immediately want you to start talking about your deepest childhood stuff in your second or third session when you're in the middle of a crisis right now, that's not how it works. You can trust that therapy is a process that takes time and that you have a say in how that process unfolds. That's a great point. And, and it's a totally legitimate thing to tell your therapist, I don't really want to talk about that. 
you know, and, and some therapists might push back a little, you know, that that's kind of a fair part of therapy. They get to kind of nudge you in a direction that they believe without knowing for certain that they believe that might be benefit. But you're ultimately in control and you have the absolute right to say no to any of that. Absolutely. So um, as always, this podcast has a companion article that Stephanie's written called Do I Have to Talk About My Past in Therapy? It depends on this. And Stephanie, in that article, I really encourage you to look it up on opencounseling.com. Probably the easiest thing is just to, to search for the article in the search function on the website. Do I have to talk about my past in therapy? And we've got great sections here. Um, I'm just going to run through the, the, the subsections. Do you always have to talk about your past in therapy? How can you tell when the problem in the past is, sorry, how can you tell when the problem in the present is ruined in the past, which is just a great section in it itself. It can, it shows you um, clues to look for that might indicate that. I'm just going to rattle off a few because they're so good. Um, you keep thinking about something that happened long ago. Someone or something from your past keeps showing up in your dreams. You experience a sense of unnamed dread that seems to have no source. You have reactions that feel bigger and badder than what you're reacting to. So that's just a wonderful section in of itself. Yeah, it, if you can go to the article, I really suggest it. Um, and then just plenty of other good stuff. When is talking about the past helpful? When is it unhelpful? And how does talking about your past help you? Um, so really, it's a, it's a deep dive on this topic. And, and like so many topics we discuss, um, the, the simple question that we, we begin with um, is like a tree with many, many branches. And, and there are no simple answers to it. So thank you very much for listening. Um, Again, a really big topic. I feel we only scratched the surface. Hopefully this um, can inform some of your decisions. I know some of you who are interested in this topic are thinking about therapy and considering therapy, but concerned about what feelings it might bring up. And just so you know, it's a very delicate place. And, and I think all therapists treat that with care. They understand the vulnerability that it takes to enter the therapist's office. They, they want to support you with that. They don't want you to needlessly experience traumatic things, even though therapy often brings up difficult emotions. And so know that with most therapists, you walk into the office and they'll really respect how difficult that step is. And so with that, thank you for listening. We look forward to speaking to you next week. Um, it really is a privilege making these. Um, I hope it's reaching people, and, and best of luck.